Army, good to see you and good to see you in person. I was thinking back before this interview, I have not actually met you in person. I've talked to you from my kitchen for the past two and a half years. You know, uh, time flies, Brian. <laughs> it's great to uh, be here in person. And I'm um, coming to New York after a little over two years, and it's good to see things coming back to normal. Um, and, uh, you know, we did our earnings here yesterday, mm -hmm. and today we're attending the J.P. Morgan conference. So well, great to meet you. I, I imagine it's, uh, it's good to, uh, it's well-timed, of course. You guys had your earnings out. And, and one thing that stood out to me was you have raised prices. Consumers haven't balked. Why do you think that's the case? I think the, our brands is all about, you know, the fact that our brands are reno, uh, resonating. Uh, you know, there's a couple of messages in our earnings. First, we started the year with strong momentum mm -hmm. on, the, on the back of a real good 21. But it's really driven by the fact that our brands are resonating, all our brands. We have five brands, all of them grow. Um, the category is being growing, uh, you know, our category, the denim sales in the U.S. were up 11% relative to pre-pandemic. Uh, our business was up 22%, and our earnings were up, you know, 35%. The good news is, Despite the price increases, we are selling more units, so it's a balanced growth. Uh, so that's fact number one. The fact number two is the areas that we're focusing on strategically, where there's growing digital, where there's growing our brands, where there's growing both men's and women's, are all resonating. And uh, our brands, despite the pricing, still offer tremendous value. On pricing, how much have you had to take up prices because of inflation? I think so many people would agree They've never seen inflation like we're seeing now. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really unfortunate. And we, you know, when we take pricing decisions, we do it thoughtfully. It's not that we, we, we pass every dollar of inflation on to the consumer. We actually look at, you know, what can we absorb internally. Then we price for innovation. You know, so, you know, we're innovating at Betnick speed, new products, uh, new styles. Uh, and, and after that, we price, you know, on our core products. So we've been taking pricing a year ago, we knew this was coming. And uh, you know, because we offered great value, we've been using both art and science, a lot of data science goes into this. Uh, so our pricing, uh, our AURs. Uh, average unit retail? Uh, average unit retail mm -hmm. is up 10% um, year over year, and 70% of that is, is primarily pricing. The other 3% or 30% is driven by mixed changes. Uh, and it is ticking because you know, it's being resonated is being driven uh, by the fact that our consumer demand is also up, given that our units are growing. And so as we think forward, we'll probably take a little bit more pricing, but do it thoughtfully mm -hmm. um, and ensure that the consumer continues to get tremendous value. Where have you seen the most inflation? Uh, the, uh, largely in, in commodities and in freight. Uh, so cotton uh, is, is, you know, if you look back the last uh, decade cotton is uh, at a high mm -hmm. um, and so we're, we're pricing for that after ensuring we will absorb what we can and then in freight uh, you know we're also bringing uh, because of supply chain related issues we're also air freighting a lot of stuff so that does cost money so things like that uh, we also seeing some uh, inflation in wages where we're trying to offset is because we've been building a lot of stores even during the pandemic We've been negotiating hard with our landlords, and we're getting rent, uh, you know, um, uh, reductions, which kind of offsets some of the uh, inflation. And we're looking at what we can do, uh, driven by volume and scale, to leverage our scale and ensure that we can drive prices down. You've seen a lot of uh, cycles in your time doing the CEO, CFO thing, uh, the CFO of, of Hyatt at one time, CFO of Pizza Hut US, now the CFO of, of Levi's for some time. Is there anything you see in the data 
that would concern you about the state of the consumer. There's a lot of recession talk right now, but anything that you see that says we need to be more mindful of what's going on out there? Yeah, no, we are mining data um, on a daily basis. We're talking to economists on a regular basis. The, the state of the consumer in the U.S. is really strong. You know, balance sheets are strong. Uh, unemployment is an all-time low. Wage growth are happening. Uh, but we're mindful of the, of the, of the lower-end consumer. Um, and so when we look at the data, we look at, you know, are people, um, you know, what are the saving rates? Are people dipping into the saving rates? We look at credit card data on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And so far, you know, the signs are all good. But, you know, this is something that, you know, we are not taking lightly, uh, especially as we price and, and ensure we still offer value. Um, I'd say, um, you know, gasoline, gasoline prices are high. Mm -hmm. uh, but people are driving uh, less, so I think you know just because people tend to work like you, you mm -hmm. and I, mm -hmm. we, we tend to work from, from you know from home, uh, you know a couple of times a week, etc. But we are mindful of what's happening out there. Uh, the other thing we look at is demand signal mm -hmm. from our you know wholesale retailers. You know, is future demand and future order books slowing down or other cancellations? And so far, we're not seeing it. No cancellations for yeah. orders. Yeah, I mean, so far we're not seeing it here. We're not seeing it in Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, you know, that gives us confidence, and that's where we re reaffirmed guidance, uh, you know, for the year where we said we'll grow 11 to 13 percent mm -hmm. for the year and, and deliver an EPS of $1.50 to $1.56. Levi's was early in closing its stores in Russia. When did these stores open again? The, uh, you know, we're looking at the situation on a daily basis. Uh, as you know, rules and regulations are evolving, and, you know, we want to make sure uh, you know, we do right by our employees in Russia, mm -hmm. and, you know, we st uh, also do right with the rules and regulations, say, compliant. So we're looking at it daily. Um, our uh, hearts and minds go, go out to the uh, people impacted by the unfortunate war in Ukraine. We have stores in Ukraine. We have employees in Ukraine. And obviously, uh, you know, a business, uh, you know, a small piece of our businesses in Eastern Europe, but still, uh, 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 what really... Uh, is very thoughtful is that our employees in Europe have really, uh, you know, stood out and they're opening the doors, they're opening their wallets. We as a company are opening our wallets to in ensure that we can do our best, uh, uh, you know, for the people whose lives have been impacted by the unfortunate war. Hey, do you see yourself doing business again there at some point? Uh, you know, uh, we've got a, a, a few doors open, a franchise doors open, but, you know, we're going to follow this and we're going to do what's right. Um, uh, you know, f f uh, and largely been driven by our values as a company. We're mm -hmm. very strong in our values. So I, I don't know uh, is the situation is an honest answer. It's a discussion we're going to be ha having with our board mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks, and we'll see how this goes. The brand has been very strong in in Russia mm -hmm. and is very strong in Europe, as you know. Uh, China is that back to growth? Uh, China this quarter was down. China is a small piece of a business. They were unfortunately impacted by the COVID resurgence. Uh, you know, just before the latest round of COVID resurgences, China was actually uh, headed to growth and actually delivering growth. Uh, but the good news for this quarter, even though China was down, it was profitable. And, uh, you know, China hasn't been profitable for us for a while. So I think as we think about the, the business in China, you know, long term, you know, we still believe it's, it, it is a business that we can grow and grow big time. Uh, in the short term, I think, you know, we're working with our 
employee base there, ensuring that they're healthy and safe, both the consumers and employees. Uh, two more for you, because it's, it's rare uh, that we're getting you in person here. It's been, it's been some time. Uh, let's talk about styles and trends. You're always an on-trend guy. Uh, I'm very jealous of your entire local. I'm stuck in this boring suit. But uh, I went on the Levi's site, and I see people wearing mom shorts. Is that some new form of style that I just don't know about? No, I mean, you know, so, so, the, uh, so the good news is we do continue to innovate. And, uh, you know. You didn't expect that, yeah, right? <laughs> the, but, I, you know, and, you know, I'm sure there will be a day when, I, when you'll be dressing a lot more casually. I'm not wearing mom shorts, though. Even, even on it. national TV. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, shorts are doing really well, uh, you know, and the loser fit and the baggy fit is here to stay, I think, uh, because we were the first to actually drive that uh, trend. But, you know, all our new styles are working well. A lot of vintage. Yeah, a, a lot of vintage. This is one product, one brand that people actually, you know, pass from generation to generation. So we do actually buy back, you know, stuff from, that people have, have kept and collected over the years and actually resell it. So I think it's, uh, you know, that's the, that's the wonderful thing about the Levi's brand. Lastly, uh, I mentioned you, you've been CFO many prominent places, led a lot of companies through the IPO process. How is the CFO role changed compared to, let's compare from today to 10 years ago? Yeah, no, uh, a couple of things. First, uh, when, I, when I first started the CFO role, it was all about shareholder value. Mm -hmm. Today is about stakeholder value. So, you're, you know, you're, uh, it's important to drive, uh, you know, value across our stakeholder. The second, you know, the role was a lot about control. Today is about influence. And not, in, not only in, influence as a leadership style, but influence in areas outside finance whether it's technology, whether it's uh, ESG. You know, I'm a big proponent of doing right for the planet. And, you know, I co-chair the U.S. chapter of uh, accounting for sustainability. And, you know, doing the right thing and doing it the right way, which Levi's does, uh, I think is very important. So thinking about ESG, thinking about how that actually grows in stakeholder value, I think is critical. Uh, and I think those are the broad areas. Technology is very big. You know, I look after technology for the company, but ensuring that we're able to digitize our processes and ensuring we're able to digitize how we communicate with our stakeholders, including our community, uh, consumers, is important. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why, you know, we are a big believer that e-commerce, which is today only about 9% of our total business, we look at all the digital ecosystem, it's about a fourth of our business. That can be much bigger going forward. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll leave it there, but I actually, I will say that it's good to know that you exist uh, above the waist, and same goes for me, Harmeet Singh. Enjoy your time in New York. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. And Brian, thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, it. Great to see you in person.